and welcome to another episode of Wolf Disney. Um, we are two sisters who did not grow up watching many Disney movies, um, and so now we are working our way chronologically through a lot of them. Um, and my name is Natalie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Wolf Disney, the podcast. And today's movie is Yes, the Dog Does Die.com. Yes, today's movie is. Old Yeller, one hour and 23 minutes of waiting for a dog to die. Very fun. Mm. Okay, today's uh, icebreaker is kind of a one-sided icebreaker. Um, this comes out of um, all of the vocabulary that I feel like I learned watching Old Yeller and Davy Crockett. And have we had any other Frontier movies? No, but we learned probably new vocab and the leagues under the sea one yeah but mainly mainly this and david crockett um and like food and stuff so i googled frontier food quiz to see if like if i said like the name of a of a cuisine or like a meal on the frontier if you could guess what it is i couldn't find that but i did find um what would your job be on the american frontier quiz okay so for icebreaker, Natalie, I'm just you're just gonna take the quiz. Well, can I just start off by saying right now that um, I did have the thought. Um, Christians love to quote Esther of uh, like you were born for such a time as this, and um, I do believe the frontier time was happening, and God knew about me, but God said, mm, "Let's wait. Let's wait until Twitter time, maybe, and that will be." That would be better for her. She'll um, really be at her best during Twitter time. Yeah, because there was not a single job I saw those kids or mom doing that I was like, I could see myself doing that. Um, I would be very grumpy. I would be a different person for sure. So maybe I wouldn't be that grumpy, but. I'd be yeah. terrified all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I wrote my notes several times like, I'm so glad I don't live during this time. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, are you ready to jump into this quiz? Sure. Okay. So you had to make your house out of something, right? What materials did you choose? I just tell you it's an open end. No. Do you want the options? <laughs> I guess I would, I would I'd probably use logs. Okay, that's one of the options. Your four options are choose. I wouldn't call it a choice. It's made out of sod mostly, but it has a glass window now. What? This, that was one choice. That was one option. Well, choose? <laughs> no. Ugh. The question is, what materials did you choose? Okay. And the answer is choose. I wouldn't call it a choice. It's made out of sod mostly, but it has a glass window now. Okay. Why don't you, why don't you just say the things and not the fun little... Option two is logs and stone. Okay. Options three is option three is when I finally build my own house, it'll be a mighty palace that'll rival the sun. Option four is where I sleep. You mean this place is made out of wood? I don't know what that means. And that's different from logs and stone somehow. But yeah. Um, I kind of like see the palace. Yeah, because it implies procrastination. Okay. No, no, no. I know. I choose. I choose B. I choose B. Okay, logs and stone. Okay. What do you use for soap? 
I don't really, I don't know what the options are besides. Oh, okay, here are your options. Wood, ash, sulfur. I order it from an apothecary and water's enough, right? Apothecary. Okay. Uh, next question is, your sensitive brother sends you a letter saying he wants to come out west to explore possibilities. How do you respond? No. Okay. Your options are, you, you prepare him for the ordeal he'll likely face. You don't respond, he'll get the hint. You tell him he needs his head examined first. You discourage him saying he's not cut out for it. What was the first option? You prepare him for the ordeal he'll likely face. Um, I would say D. Discourage? Yeah. Okay. If he's related to me, you shouldn't be doing it. I just scrolled. There's quite a bit of questions, but I think it'll be worth it. Okay. What's your idea of fun? Husking bees? Oh. <laughs> Husking bees? Husking bee, like a sewing, quilting bee, I think. Husking bees are oodles of fun for everyone. I think they all husk corn together uh, or shuck corn. I don't know. Uh, husking bees. Is it quilt related or, or corn related? I think it's corn related. Like, you, why did you say something about quilts? Because a quilting bee is when everyone gets together and quilts. It's a quilting bee. Okay. Yeah, so I think a husking bee would be <laughs> where you gather together and maybe like shuck corn or something. Corns have husks. Okay, so what's your idea of fun? Husking bees are oodles of fun for everyone. Gambling and spending. Resting. Watching a righteous showdown. Resting. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get a very hard job. Someone spits out their tobacco right next to your feet. Dad. What do, you, what do you do? I'd scold them. I'd beat them into a pulp. I'd educate the brute on matters of manners. I'd give a warning and show them the spittoon. D. Okay. When you get sick, what do you do? Uh, pray and hope there's a doctor within 50 miles. Go to the apothecary. I drink sulfur. I diagnose and treat myself. I drink bourbon, but if it gets really bad, I'll ask that doctor who comes in here to take, who comes in here to take a look. Not worded well. Coming into my house just without me needing it, and then he shows up and I say, hey, can you take a look at this while you're here? Yeah, it didn't make sense to me either. Maybe I'm married to the doctor. All right, D. <laughs> that doctor sure is here a lot. <laughs> oh, you're here again. <laughs> what do you like to do in the summer? Ah, picnics and dances are heavenly. Swim. I read and try to catch up on new advances. What summer? It's all the same to me. They don't have winter on the frontier? The question is, what do you like to do in the summer? A. Picnics and dances. Learning new stuff about you tonight, Natalie. So you've caught a glimpse of success. What does that mean to you? Is success surviving the winter and reaping the rewards of a decent harvest? I set myself up in some swanky lodgings all winter. I live the life, I tell you. 
saving someone's life with this new technique I came up with on the fly. I have some savings from customers, tips, and gifts. Um, well, I don't know what customers I have because I don't have a job yet. Um, but I guess we'll do D. Okay. How long is this? Um, I think there's like five questions left. What do you dread the most? <laughs> Wasting my time. A prairie fire, running out of luck, another malaria outbreak. I don't dread anything. Others can do the dreading and I'll listen. The second option was just running out of luck? <laughs> yes. Okay, what was the third option? Because I got distracted. Another malaria outbreak. Um, I'd say the prairie fire. When do you wake up? If you don't, okay. keep on. When do you wake up? Before dawn, whenever I'm called, I set my own hours. It depends. We sleep in shifts. With those three options? Four. Mm, I only heard three options. Before dawn. Yeah. When, whenever I'm called, uh -huh. I set my own hours. Oh, those are two different. Okay. It depends. We sleep in shifts. Uh, whenever I'm called, I guess. Cool. Um, okay, there's a lot more questions left. You want me to just like randomly select some and see what you get? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see, you don't leave this place very much. What are you wearing? Um, furs. Uh, ooh, mustard, you like mustard. Um, when, you hear the, when, you hear, when you hear the word ginseng, what do you think of? Gin. <laughs> that was an option. Good job. Uh, uh, ooh, not that one. Uh, what drove you nuts while you were at work today? Digging a well while fin fending off those pesky insects? Being on my hands and knees, but that's the price you gotta pay. That woman who kept calling me a quack, explaining the meaning of loitering again. Insects. I think you're gonna be a sheriff. I don't want to. Where's your promised land? Montana, California, wherever I'm needed. Give me another shot of bourbon and I'll tell you. Montana. I'm gonna say you value family. Do you have children? Um, sure. Okay. You ready? Okay, Natalie. Your job on the American frontier is a saloon owner. You were pragmatic and could recognize people's needs beyond all the big talk and puff dreams. After all the hard work, hard life, and hard ways, you offered a refuge where one could relax, gamble a little, and indulge in life's small consolations. You had your rules, and those rules were respected. You became a good mediator. You liked to hear people spill their guts to you, and in turn, customers were happy to tip and bring your, you gifts now and then. You're going to do just that. Am I dead already? Well, the friend here was a long time ago. Oh. Okay, that that's cool. Breaker. That's a good, a good, yeah, better job than I could think of, so I like that. I also don't know how much we have to talk about this movie, so that just filled like 30 minutes of the podcast. Um, cool. Well, thanks for the icebreaker. Um, you you're, can, you're unemployed in the frontier. That's fine. Um, all right. So, Odieller. 
came out in 1957. Um, um, it's from the novel called Old Yeller by Fred Gibson. Um, and Fred Gibson actually co-wrote the screenplay with them. So he was, we saw some returns of some actors. We did, and the return of a character from the movie we just did an episode on. Davy Crockett? No. Oh. From Lady and the Tramp, a recurring character. A tramp? No. Jim Deere. Oh, oh yeah, no, 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 that's in my notes. That's in my notes, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I wrote, in all caps, Jim Deere. Are you kidding me right now? Okay, yes, Jim Deere um, did live through the frontier times as well. As um, Victorian. What? As the Victorian times. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Victorian? 1906? No, the houses were though. Okay. Anyway, yeah, you're right. We did have the return of Jen Deere. Um, anyway, um, but um, the actor who plays the dad, whose name I know, oh, it was Jim, Jim. Jim's the dad. Um, is the same actor, Fess Parker, who plays David Crockett. Oh. All right. I did not catch that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really look at the rest of the actors, but I really liked Arliss, so I looked at his Wikipedia page. He was in Toby Tyler. Okay. Which we yeah. watched when you were little. Kevin Corcoran. Um, he plays Moochie in a lot of movies um, by Disney, a character named Moochie. Um, and like a series of movies or just like in Sleeping Beauty and The Shaggy Dog and those darn rap scans. He, he is in the shaggy dog. He is in the shaggy dog. I've seen him in a bunch of movies. Like he's yeah. super familiar to me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he was in Toby Tyler. Um, he was also, well, all of them are, I guess, in Savage Sam, which is the sequel to Old Yeller, um, 1963, um, which is again, based on the novel by Fred Gibson called Savage Sam. Um, this is, on the Wikipedia page for Savage Sam, the movie. This is just that opening paragraph that every page has. Um, and for all movies we watch for the most part, there's like, I would say at least like 10 sentences on the movie, like when it came out, who was in it, its success, blah, blah, blah. This is, this is Savage Sam's description. Um, Savage Sam is a 1963 film sequel to Old Yeller based on the 1962 novel of the same name by Fred Gibson. Norman Tokar directed the live action film, which was released by Walt Disney Productions on June 1st, 1963. It did not enjoy the success of the original. <laughs> That's all they had to say on Wikipedia about this movie. Oh, um, that is not a success, I would say. I don't think we'll be watching it. Thank um, you. Yeah. Um, the rest of my research is just on um, the Weather Max family, which is the family that's trained all of these dog actors. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Um, so I researched the Weather Max family. No, the Weather Wax. No, Weather Max. Uh oh, I read it different ways every single time. Max Meadows. Weather Max. I think it's Weather Max. 
Are you saying weather, like the weather outside is sunny? Uh-oh. Yeah. And Max, like M-A-X? It's weather wax. Sorry. Wax. Can confirm it's weather wax. Um, but I wrote it both ways several times throughout my research on my, my Word document. This is a family? This is their last name is Weather Wax. One word. Can you, yes. Can we get past this? It's just, you keep, it just doesn't, it makes no sense in my brain. W-E-A-T-H-E-R-W-A-X. Okay. All right. Um, okay, before you thought it was Weather Max, I thought they were two different words and it was like some guy named Max. He was Weather Max. Um, no. But now it's Weather Wax. And then I, it just is still a strange name. I've never heard that name before. So the Weather Wax family. Um, Are you saying Weather Wax? Stop. Are you kidding no, the last time it's only said weather axe. Weather wax. Weather wax. Are you trying to fill time right now? Because we're fine. No, I'm just it's strange thing. Um, so we'll start with Frank Weatherwax, um, who was the um owner and trainer of Spike, which is the dog who played Old Yeller in this movie. Um, do you know what kind of dog Spike was? Some kind of retriever. It was a Mastodor, which is a Mastiff-Labrador mix. What? Yeah. That makes me like Old Yeller even more. Yeah. Um, and so Frank's uh, wife, Connie, read the three-part story of Old Yeller in the Saturday Evening Post, um, and she really liked it. Uh, and they're like were cartoon drawings of Old Yeller, and she thought that it looked kind of like their dog, Spike. Uh, yeah. And I believe, yeah, so I, Frank was already training dogs. He wasn't. Okay. They didn't just, like, have a family dog, and then they decided that was <laughs> That her. is what it sounded like, and I was like, I don't know, like, can you imagine mom and dad, mom reading something? She'd be like, I think Cooper could do this. <laughs> um, so then, like, not too long after she read this story, they read in the news that Disney had purchased the rights to Old Yeller. Um, and so they contacted Disney to offer Spike as the dog actor for Old Yeller. Um, and initially Disney did not like Spike um, because he was raised around children and was just very playful and sweet and friendly. And he worried about him having the ability to act viciously as um, Old Yeller, do Yeller does throughout the movie. Um, but I don't know, they trained him some more and it worked out. Um, so... Um, Good reporting there, Natalie. Yep. Frank Weatherwax's, um, I just can't get over the fact that I wrote this name so many times in different ways. Um, <laughs> Frank Weatherwax's Wikipedia page um, included something I've never seen on a Wikipedia page, which is um, first person language in the description. This is a, uh, this is a quote from the like starting paragraph on his page. The Wikipedia article may be wrong when it says he also trained dog Lightning for the movie, A Dog of Flanders, 1935 version. I have no idea if he worked in the 1935 version. <laughs> Spike, who played the role of Old Yeller, played the title role in the 1960 version of A Dog of Flanders with Donald Crisp and David Ladd. Uh, that's, that's like an opinion. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen that on a Wikipedia article. That's yeah. like, well, it says that Donald Trump is a billionaire, but I don't think he is because we haven't seen his tax returns. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, 
really professional. That is why teachers tell us to use Wikipedia often as a um, research source. Yes, for sure. Um, and that is why it is our main source every week here at Wolf Disney. It's true. Um, so that was Frank Weathermax. Um, and Frank had some brothers who were also in the dog training, dog acting business. Um, so Frank's brother, yeah, Frank's brother, Rudd Weatherwax, um, was the owner and trainer of Lassie, um, oh. whose son, Bob, um, is still around. Lassie's son's name is Bob? Rudd's son, Bob. Oh is still alive and is um, still training and like offering the acting services of Lassie's like uh, great, 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 great. Yeah, they've continued that line. Did they train Wishbone? No, but I have some other dogs, you know. Okay. This is on, so I got all this information from Bob Weathermax's like personal um, website, which is weatherwaxtrainedogs.com, um, which fun fact, when you try to like right click and copy and paste, um, that menu does not pop up. Instead, a sign, like a little window pops up saying, sorry, this is copyrighted material. Uh, <laughs> so I think dad should somehow get that in on his Facebook page. Yeah. Instead of having to type in that he's copyrighted all of his posts. Yeah. yeah. That would be good. Um, I didn't know you could do that. And I feel like you probably have to pay extra for that to happen or something. No, I don't think so. Never heard of that. I think if you know coding, you probably do it easily. You know, Um, you you think the Weathermax family is also. Weathermax. (laughs) Do you think they're also really big, big into coding? They might be. Um, They code, they code dogs' minds. It's true. Um, this is on um, Bob's, the son who's still alive. This is on his, um, his what? No, this is on his IMDb page that he has also like done for himself. Um, I worked with dad, who again is Lassie's owner, not yet old Yeller's owner. Okay. I worked with dad from the early 1960s until his death in 1985. I carried on the Lassie legacy until 2002. Then, against my wishes, the Weatherwax family voted to sell the Lassie trademark. It's not funny. It sounds like really bad family drama, but... Was, uh, this is on the IMDb page? On his IMDb, like, autobiography page. So, um, yeah. Um, okay, so we started with Frank Weatherwax, who's the owner of Old Yeller. We talked about Red Weatherwax, who's Frank's brother and Bob Weatherwax, who was Frank's nephew. Um, And there's also Jack Weatherwax, who was one of the three brothers. Um, And he, huh? No, go ahead. He was the owner and trainer of Toto in Wizard of Oz. Oh, nice. Um, And then Rudd, the Lassie owner, his protege, Frank N., I've been saying owned and trained. I'm not sure if both of those is, are true. They've definitely trained all of these dogs. I don't know if they owned all. They, I, they definitely owned Lassie in the okay. spike, I guess. Um, but Frank N., who was Rudd's protege, uh, owned and trained, um, a dog who played Higgins in Petticoat Junction, 
um, which is the same dog who played Benji. Oh, Benji. Wow. yeah. I didn't. I thought the Benji movies were like way later than Petticoat Junction, but I guess I was wrong. I thought they came out in the eighties. Nineteen seventy-four. Oh, okay. What was Petticoat Junction? The sixties. Sixty-three to seventy. So. Okay, so maybe Higgins was introduced when the show jumped the shark and made the whole series about Higgins, the town dog. Exactly, exactly. Um, Do you think dad remembers Higgins? Absolutely. Yeah, so that's the Weatherwax family. They're still training dogs. um, And like there are like modern, more modern movies listed, but nothing that I've really heard about her, seen a lot about. Um, yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there were many scenes in the movie where I was just like, how are they getting this dog to do this? Like, exactly. I, if I had more time, I would have also looked up like the bear trainer. Yeah. That to me was like the most intense scene yeah. Where I was just like, how are they making, how are they getting these two animals to like so realistically fight? Right. And like, hopefully it's not a real fight. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't just like send this dog in to rile up a bear. But I mean, it looked, it looked real. Like, yeah. it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was impressed having watched these movies, these movies chronologically, we really haven't seen, like we've watched a few movies with animals in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much been like either stock footage or uh, big animals. Um, and so I was, yeah, I was impressed to see it. Um, knowing, I think if I had watched this outside of the journey that we're on, I would have been like, oh, okay. Just because we're used mm-hmm. to having like good, oh, I just clicked yeah. something. Um, we're starting to see an improvement in the animal actors. Yeah. For sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's the Weatherwax family. Um, a real, real empire. That I'd never heard of, but now I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Because they have a strange name. Well, you might forget it because you might think it's Weatherwax. That's true. That is true. So Old Yeller, the movie. Um, a lot of frontier action in this movie. Did you see if Disney had a rating for frontier action? They did not. It was just rated G. Um, there was just amount of the same amount, if not more, frontier action in this movie than there was in Davy Crockett. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if it has to do with, like, humans, um, being harmed versus animals. Oh, so when it's animals, it's just not really a big deal. I mean, not like necessarily, oh, that's what I also wanted to look up was like if, was PETA around? And um, regardless, like what is, what are PETA's thoughts on this movie? Um, but also like, there are other animals too. Like like the mother cow gets her calf taken away pretty early so they can like milk and stuff. Yeah. And then, like carving the family like symbol into the ears of all those hogs so that they're like, yeah, it's kind of gross. Um, I knew that trick wasn't gonna work by the way. 
sitting sitting in a tree and oh, catching the wind is going to fall off that branch. Catching the hog. I was like, this is not going to end well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the movie uh begins with some frontier action. Uh, because of the song, and I knew this song. I don't know where I know it from though, because I. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Um, but I knew the chorus. Here, yeller, come back, yeller. Yeah. Best dog on dog in the West. I was like, oh my gosh, I've, I've heard this song before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Travis looked really familiar. Did you look him up? Yeah, he, um, he was also a child actor. Okay, well, obviously, because he, he watched him. Okay, but like he was in other stuff. Um, oh. actually, Travis, well, I think he was in the Daniel Boone stuff, or one of the boys was in Daniel Boone. Do you mean Davy Crockett? No. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I haven't seen the the killed it. Tommy Kirk was in. Oh, so actually, okay, I think I was wrong when I said that. Um, Kevin Ball. Oh no, they're both in Shaggy Dog. Okay. Tommy Kirk was in The Shaggy Dog, Swiss Family Robinson, The Misadventures of Merlin Jones, as well as the beach party films of the mid-1960s. That's where I know him from. Ooh, drug arrest. He has a drug arrest section on his Wikipedia page. I think this is the closest we've gotten to having somebody on here who has some kind of scandal. Oh, man. Arrested at Christmas Eve, 1964, for suspicion of possession of marijuana at a house in Hollywood. Um, so how old was Travis then? He would have been 25. 25? Yeah. So it was fine. I mean, frontier living, it really ages you, and you need to find outlets. So. He was gay. Hmm? He was gay. Really? Yeah. That explains the on-camera chemistry between him and Elizabeth. Okay, but Elizabeth was weird. I could not stand Elizabeth. I don't know what her issue is. Also, does she just stay with, like, does she- Forever? Forever, because they never address that. Her dad never comes back to pick him up. I mean, her dad sucks. Um, He is worthless. But, yeah, she moves in with them, I guess. Um, But I'm just like, is this Travis's future? Like, is he going to have to marry this girl? Because she has no personality. And and she's got this, I mean, she's just, she's probably my least favorite non-villain of all the movies we've watched. Where yeah. I'm just like, why are you here right now? Right. Yeah. Travis, I just didn't want to tell you. And anyway, I got you a puppy. Like, ugh. This is awful. Um... The movie begins with the dad, Jim Deere, going away for three, maybe four months on a cattle drive to go sell the cattle because they needed cash money. Cash money. Um, I like that they call it that. Um, I got some cash money. Um, I thought that Arliss was was really cute. Me too. Um, He got annoying in some scenes where I was like, there's... I don't think that we should be like supporting this kind of behavior all the time. Like what? Okay. Like the mother is trying to, I don't know if she's like making a poultice for Travis who's been gored by the wild hogs, but Arliss is bored. And so he's on 
she's like running up like back and forth on the table that she's working on and then like shoves a big log in her face at some point i would have hit him dude i laughed but in most of the movie he was really cute i saw no i saw no wrong that arliss could do i liked him a lot um Oh, what about when he um, went to go let Old Yeller out right before Old Yeller is kid. He's a kid, and I also feel like they were not telling him the full story. That is true. That they is were telling him from the truth because he's a kid. Um, when Old Yeller first enters the scene, it's when um, Travis is plowing, and Old Yeller chases a rabbit, I think, through the fence but like ends up breaking the fence, chasing the mule. The mule takes off, drags Travis like down a couple rows um, and then takes out like all of the sensing down their farm. I didn't blame Travis for being like, do not ever come back. You are the worst thing in the world. I hate you. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was fair. Yeah, I think it is. Um, even just like in general, like they have like, they have like chickens and stuff. Um, I mean, I think like regardless, like a wild, like he could just be like a wild dog. They didn't yeah. know that he was a previously owned, now stray dog. Um, yeah, I agree. Especially after having to watch them build the fence again, I was like, absolutely not. We so don't need a fence. We we won't. We're not going to have this dog to put in the fence anyway. So yeah, what, what do we need a fence for? Um. Yep, more frontier action. I do want to say the fences remind me of um, when my friend Hope and I drove the Blue Ridge Parkway over the span of a week. One of the fun things we learned throughout the week was um, the three or four different styles of like frontier fences. Um, and at some point I, I memorized them and then we would just call out, uh, it was a lot of quality time together. Uh, we would just call out what kind of fence we saw. Um, but I don't remember what they are anymore. So anyway. Like, like different notch types and stuff or? Well, cause there's like the crisscrossy ones. There's like, they're like angled, like triangular kind of uh-huh. like zigzag, zigzag. That's what I'm looking for. And then there's like, just like the regular, just like post like straight horizontal ones. Um, I don't know. There were other kinds. I don't remember. Um, it was just like the, the picket, pattern. The pattern. Picket, picket fences. No. Um, wire fences, electric fences, invisible fences, invisible, lots of invisible fences. Um, there's, uh, there's a, a museum in Oklahoma that has, um, it's, it's the like cowboy museum and it has all of the different types of barbed wire. Um, there's a lot of different types of barbed wire. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. That you guys should take a drive through Oklahoma and then you'll learn that and that could be your new bonding experience. So hope and I will just fly to Tulsa. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know where Tulsa is in Oklahoma, so I would fly into like whatever states are on either side of Oklahoma, like Kansas or something. Kansas might be on top of it. We talking east-west? Yeah, east-west. Because that's where the fences are? You just see more of Oklahoma that way. You see more... Um, if you go north-south, you see it's quicker. Oh my gosh, this is the most boring conversation I've ever had. 
Oh, gosh. Um, so they're built, they're rebuilding the fence. And um, I literally gasped out loud when I saw Arliss feeding a bear cub. I was like, this isn't going to end well because wherever the bear cub is, the mother's got to be close, far, close behind. That was the first time where I was like, I feel like I know more about the frontier than you people do. Yeah, because the mom, the mom and Travis come running up and their first reaction was like, oh, Arliss found him a bear cub. Yeah. I'm like, get away from this bear cub. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the mother bear comes like crashing through the woods. And then you have that really intense bear old yeller scene, yeah. um, which then kind of like endears um old yeller to travis and so that night he lets old yeller come and, and sleep and um it made me think of how when you and i have to share a bed and you make us have a pillow barrier um that i think a dog barrier would be even more fun uh dogs will still breathe on me um i that that point when old yeller got in my bed because um, Arliss kind of like rolls over and finally opening his eyes, knows Old Yeller there is there and like pets his like nose up to his forehead and it's really cute. And so I just wrote, this whole movie, I was just full of dread. Um, and yeah. So I wrote feeling really concerned about how attached I am to this dog and his friendship with Arliss. <laughs> yeah, it's- I didn't feel bad for Travis. Like I, I don't really care about Travis that much. Mm -hmm. I felt really bad for Arliss in that moment. Cause I was like, I know it's going oh to happen. I do this dog is not long for the world. Um, then Mr. Searcy comes to check on the women folk and, and he's the worst. Yes. Um, he comes only around mealtime. He refuses, he says he's there to help, but then he doesn't. But then he sends his daughter Elizabeth to go help and then she's weird. Then yeah. we find out that old Yeller's gonna be a dad, which yes. was- With Miss Press. With Miss Press, yeah. It was kind of a weird storyline, I thought. Also, who names their dog Miss Press on the Frontier? Like Elizabeth does. <laughs> that was yeah. my first, yeah, I was like, uh-uh, don't trust this girl. That was your first clue that something was weird with Elizabeth? Yeah. <laughs> Miss Press. Like, we're not on Sex in the City, Elizabeth. This is Old Yeller. Um, oh, uh, one of the things I had a big question about, it wasn't a huge question, but... When um, when he and Old Yeller go to find the cow and the calf, and he drops that giant rock off the cliff, it's like he knew that that's how he was going to find the cow, and it worked. But, like, what if this big rock hits your cow? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I uh, was just confused in general by that. Yeah, I don't know if I was like, oh, I guess... Are cows known for mooing when a rock is falling? Also, I want to know who trained the cow. Yeah. Because the cow was a good actress, too. She was. Um, um, but that was, when, that was when I typed in that I was not cut out for frontier life, when Travis had to milk that cow. And she was going crazy. And I was like, <laughs> it's not worth it. Just drink water. Like, no yeah. milk. Yeah. When they were... It. When they were, um, when he was like still trying to get her and the calf back to the farm or whatever, frontier, I don't know. Um, I said, leave this poor postpartum cow alone. 
Like, just give her some time. Like, she just had a baby. Come home when she wants to. Oh yeah, I'm just I. I also was confused how, like, why or how Old Yeller just standing there would get the cow to chill out. I guess the cow just remembers like how awful it was when Old Yeller was like fighting her earlier. I don't know. It was weird. But then the mother makes dad's favorite joke. Yes, she does. (laughs) She says, I never saw such a dog. Yep. Um, Which is a pun that does not do well. Um, only orally. Was it a joke though when she said it? No, she said like S-U-C-H, not S-A-U-S-A-G. Sausage. Yeah. Oh, this is something that was my favorite part that I I think you should start. If I start doing it, no one will take joy out of it because it's just Bonnie and me. But every time you come home now, I want you to go... Hello, the apartment. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Deere comes home and says, hello, the house. So does, so does Mr. Sanderson. Oh. Yeah. He says it too. That's when he like announces that he's in the yard. Interesting. He says, hello, the house. And I was like, is this the thing? And then Jim Deere says it. And I was like, this That's must be thing. a thing. So I think you should just start like entering the apartment and say, I'll just open my car door and say, hello, the village. I think you should do it. Yeah. I think, you know, start that tradition. Years from now, they'll say, why do people say that around here? And you'll be a legend. Um, the actor that plays Mr. Sanderson, did he look familiar? He plays uh, the rifleman. Oh. Which is the TV show that dad watches all the time. Yeah, I did not recognize him. Oh, I did, because I guess I've sat in the living room too much with Dad. You've watched um, the TV while being in there too much. You, with yeah. the TV as you pull out your phone, you find other things to do. Yeah, but then he yells at you. Don't make eye contact with the TV. All right, Mr. Sanderson gives them the warning about hydrophobia. Uh-huh. Oh. Hydrophobia. So I did some um, Googling, Wikipediaing on um, hydrophobia, which is rabies. Um, I guess we should note that all of my research is written in third person. There's no first person opinions. Um, But it is, hydrophobia is the classic name for rabies. Um, so we, we generally don't use that as the name of the disease anymore, unless you're joking. Does it mean fear of water? It does. It does. Yeah. So yeah, if you break down your word parts, hydro means water and phobia means fear. So that's, those, those are with Greek words. Um, so it's the fear of water and I'm going to get into why it's called that. Um, so early symptoms of rabies are fever and tingling at the site of exposure. So basically you get it from being bitten by something else that has it and the saliva gets in. Um, This uh, fever and tingling at the site where you were bitten is the first sign, Um, but then then it uh, progresses into violent movements, uncontrolled excitement, 
fear of water, and inability to move parts of the body, confusion, and loss of consciousness. Once symptoms appear, the result is nearly always death. Um, Even today? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, as of 2016, only 14 people have survived a rabies infection after showing symptoms. So the, the interesting thing I learned was, um, first of all, when you're bit by um, something that has rabies, um, the period of time between getting bit and the start of the symptoms can be one to three months, but it can vary from less than one week to more than a year. So there are people that were bit and like kind of forgot about it. And then a year later, they start these symptoms. If you are bit by something and you get, you can get the rabies vaccine before you show symptoms, it, that is 100% effective in um, ridding your body of the virus. And, and one of the reasons why, yeah. What if you're always scared of water? Okay, we're gonna, no, we're not gonna go there yet because I got a whole extra thing about water. Um, I'm not gonna, like that. yeah, I'm not entertaining that question. Okay. <laughs> um, the reason why there's such a big uh variety in the <laughs> there's the reason why there's such a big variety in the length of time between getting bitten and the symptoms appearing is really based on how long the virus has to travel along peripheral nerves to reach your your central nervous system because the virus really attacks your central nervous system. That's why you, where you get all the symptoms from. So if, it, if you get bit somewhere that's like really far away and the virus just has to travel a lot longer in your body, that's why you might get um, almost a year of no symptoms. So is it quicker for kids? Sure, I don't know. Bodies um, <laughs> are smaller. Yeah, I mean, that, that would make sense. Um, so that the fear of water, comes from a set of symptoms in the later stages of the infection in which a person has difficulty swallowing. And then as a result of that, they show panic when presented with liquids to drink. Um, and they also cannot quench their thirst. And I don't know if that's because they can't swallow, if that's because they're thirsty. I'm not sure. Like if they're just like, I don't know. Um, both? Yeah, both. Um, saliva product, saliva production is greatly increased and attempts to drink or even the intention or suggestion of drinking may cause excruciatingly painful spasms of the muscles in the throat and larynx. Um, since the infected individual cannot swallow saliva and water, the virus has a much higher chance of being transmitted since it mul multiplies and assimilates in the salivary glands and is transmitted through biting. Um, so rabies is bad. Um, for our listeners, that's the sound um, that a bat makes when it bites a human, if the bat has rabies. So if you hear that noise and a bat bites you, get your rabies shot. Well, that should be pretty easy to track, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you don't see a lot of humans getting rabies. So Rabies has been around since um, the first documented or like the first documented uh, case of any kind of reference to it was uh, 2000 BC. So like dogs going crazy and like biting other animals. It's, it, 
throughout the world, it's mainly been dogs that have it. But in the United States, it's actually mainly bats who have it because we vaccinate our dogs um, pretty regularly. So because it's been around for so long, there have been um, some folk re- remedies uh, for, for rabies. They involve whiskey? Um, what? They involve whiskey? No. Oh. Um, some physician uh, named Antaeus, who was around in the first century. Sorry, just had to look that up. He was around in the first century. He recommended um, a poultice or a preparation made from the skull of a hanged man. And, and that could get you cured of your rabies. Repeat that. He recommended a preparation made from the skull of a hanged man. Like you consume it? No. Yeah. Okay. I, in my head, I read that differently. I thought it was, and now I'm seeing that I'm reading it wrong. I, the first time I read that, I thought it meant that you made some kind of like remedy with like um, herbs and some kind of liquid or whatever, but that you like mixed it all up in the skull of a hanged man. But now I'm thinking that that's not true. And I think your interpretation was right. And that at some point you have to consume the skull of a hanged man. The whole skull? I mean, I'm just telling you what I learned. When was this? First century. Okay. Um, and because uh, rabies was such a, like, a feared disease to get, because, like, the person eventually goes crazy. Um, and we see that with, with Old Yeller a little bit in this, in this movie. Um, that it was not uncommon for a person bitten by a dog merely suspected of being rabid. So if, if the dog bit you and you're like, ah, maybe it was, I don't know, um, that it was not uncommon to commit suicide or to be killed by others. They were like, yeah, I think that dog was rabid. Let's kill Barney. Like, um, yeah, I feel like that's unfortunately not that shocking. Yeah. So um, that's, that's my rabies <laughs> research. My, my fun rabies story is um, my friend Anne, um, they adopted a cat a while ago, a while back. And, um, and one day something happened with the cat and I think they ended up putting it down at the vet. But then the vet was like, I think this cat had rabies. And so the only way to really test for rabies, this is the second time this week, that I have told the story and looked up rabies, not related to Old Yeller. Okay. Um, because somebody in Stanton found, a rabid raccoon was found in Stanton this week, where I live. Um, and so I was talking to somebody when I read that news article. But, so Anne's cat, they put it down and the vet said, I think this cat had rabies. The only way to, to really test if, something, if, if an animal has rabies is to test its brain matter. And so, the vet like cut the cat's head off and put it in a box and then had Anne drive it to NC state. And so she, like, she was like, I'm driving around and like, I can hear that box roll in my trunk and it's got this dead cat head in it. And like, it's just crazy. Wow. Um, that's my rabies story. Wow. It just sounds horrible. So yeah. That's my rabies research. The hydrophobia. 
so like based on the research I did, that's why when when um, Old Yeller gets rabies from the wolf and um, they put him in a pen to like give time to see if it's going to set in. And he'd been there for two weeks and he was like, mom, it's been two weeks. Like, let's let him out. And she was like, yeah, let's keep him in a little bit longer because it does take like at least a month sometimes, if not longer for any of the symptoms to set in. Like, and that's why I think you had the people that would like commit suicide or be killed by others because you just never know when they're going to, you know, go off. Are you going to put them in isolation for a year? Yeah. No fun. Any uh, final thoughts on Old Yeller? I will say, again, similar to Davy Crockett, it was not a bad movie. Um, it just, it sucked to watch because every, I think, um, which I read a little bit on maybe Old Yeller's Wikipedia page in general and um, talks a little bit about how like monumental the movie it was for um, the baby boomers and like how like that was like the movie that even if you hadn't seen it, like you you know what happens or if you have seen it like everybody knows the same like heartache that happens with watching Old Yeller yeah. um, which is very believable like I feel like it's similar to like our generation of like watching the lion king and knowing like when mufasa gets trampled like that yeah. I feel like that's probably a similar experience i mean at least with the lion king you get that over with pretty quickly like I, with with old yeller you have like literally a minute or an hour and 20 minutes of just like oh my gosh this dog's gonna this poor boy's gonna have to shoot this dog not even the dog's gonna die like when he gets like when when old yeller gets gored by the the pigs or the hogs or whatever i was like i'd be okay if the movie ended here like if the dog dies there yeah i'd be fine with that okay. like i don't know i just yeah because he would have he would have died protecting yeah instead of gosh this poor boy having to shoot the dog yeah, he didn't have to he volunteered to um because he's the man of the house um but i also well one thing we have not mentioned is that um Miss Pris and Old Yeller's puppy joins the family. It's a very cute puppy, Little Yeller. How do you know that he's the best of the litter? I don't know. Oh, because when you pick him up by the scruff of the neck, he don't yelp. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Elizabeth. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, that's a weird uh, test you've created. Oh, what? This has been your PSA for rabies bat bites. Maybe bad bites. They can happen. Rapid? Rapid bad bites. Um, anyway, so uh, I don't know if I'd seen this before or if it's just like just ingrained in our like cultural memory that I know what happens. Um, regardless, I definitely did not know there was just a really cute puppy there for half the movie, um, which I understand how that would be overshadowed, but I mean, they tried. Disney tried to like, and they close with the new like little jingle for Little Yeller. Yes, it says a good pup should be frisky and happy. Yeah. Um, which does not describe my foster dog. <laughs> she's happy, but I don't think she's. Happy. You have a scary scale. Um, I'd say two. I'd say two also for frontier action. 
I would say a two with an asterisk that would be like this scale does not factor in just trauma. Right. Um, yeah. But as far as like scary things go, uh, Old Yeller and his like whipped cream foam um, growling. Did you see his foam? They put foam no. in. Yeah. I don't know what like rabies foam actually looks like, but I don't think it's what. It looked like whipped cream. Yeah. Yes, I like shading cream, probably. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I would say a two, maybe a two and a half because of the frontier action and um, Arliss playing with a bear cub. That just, that scared me. Um, and I would just say Elizabeth's demeanor scared me. Like, I think she's going to grow up to be, a, she's going to be a serial killer or something. Yeah. She'll be like the Black Widow of West Texas or something. I don't know. East Texas, where they are. They're somewhere near San Antonio. They're not in East Texas because somebody references something that happens in East Texas. Yeah, I saw that. I, saw I mean, that. that still means nothing to me, but they're not there. Play Central. Central's a good place. Central Texas plus or minus five hours. That still might be Central Texas. Eight hours. <laughs> Um, so every week we rate our favorite movie so far, um, and, or we don't, yeah, or we pick our favorite movie, we don't rate them. Or every week we pick our favorite movie so far. Um, we are both agreed that Lady and the Tramp is our favorite movie so far. Um, and I think that's probably because we liked the dogs in the movie. And so... I think we like it when dogs stay alive. And so I'm going to make a prediction that we both stick with Lady and the Tramp, but I, I can't speak for Natalie. So Natalie, are you sticking with Lady and the Tramp or are you moving on to Old Yeller? Well, I mean, there's cartoon dogs and there's real dogs. That's true. I'm sticking with Lady and the Tramp. I think that's a smart move. You can ask me. I assumed that you were sticking based on the introduction you gave. Well, now I think I might go back to 20,000 Leagues. You can't go back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with Lady the Tramp. Uh, for show. Cool. Um, I'm spending all my cash money on Lady and the Tramp. All your cash money. And I'd like to um, say that I don't think, I hope we don't have to watch another dog die until Fox and the Hound. Does the dog die in Fox and the Hound or does the fox die? Nobody dies. Oh, I'm not remembering that movie right. I don't think I'm Phoebeing this, but I'm pretty sure nobody does. There is like a traumatic scene where um, the hunter is trying, the dog owner is trying to shoot the fox and Todd gets in front of him and he's like, Todd, get out of the way, Todd. And Todd refuses to get out of the way. And I'm pretty sure that means that none of them dies. It's such a good movie. Actually, I think the old dog might die, like, naturally, though. There's no like, dog? Mm-hmm. There's a cute, like, old bloodhound. Um, I just remember there being a dog, a fox, and an owl. Yes. Also, this is not our next movie, and so... We're really off. We're really off. Our <laughs> next movie is um, Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's what you said. Our next movie is Sleeping Beauty. Chronologically, um... Darby O'Gill and the Little People, or whatever it's called, um, would be coming up as well. Um, 
but we're going to save that for around St. Patrick's Day um, to honor Scott Stedman's tradition. Yeah. And request. Um, yeah. You've seen Sleeping Beauty, right? Yeah, long, very long time ago. Did we own it? Grandmommy had it. Grandmommy had it. I've um, it many times. I think I remember liking the one of the fairy godmothers, the blue one. Blue one, yeah. Um, and I think there's a dragon. There's a dragon, yeah. And a spinning wheel. Mm-hmm. And I guess a prince. Yeah. Um, and no rabies. No rabies. And no dead dogs. Correct. So it's already going to rank higher than Old Yeller, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't really think there's any. Well, because the dragon, this is Maleficent, and she has like a little crow. I was going to say, I don't know if there's any animal sidekicks, but I guess Maleficent has a sidekick. Well, no, because I think there is a scene where um, she, uh, Cinderella, mm, what's her name? Uh, Belle? No. Uh, Aurora. Aurora, Sleeping Beauty. is uh, She is dancing, and it's with woodland creatures who are dressed like a man. I don't remember that scene, but it's a scene in Enchanted, and so that's, yeah, that tracks. Oh, man. Let's watch that movie instead. Is that Disney? Has to be Disney, right? It should be. It's so good. Yeah. Um, All right. So I think um, she does have like woodland like helpers, like maybe Snow White did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's like also tucked away in a cabin the way Snow White mm-hmm. is. So I think it's. But like- she is much better supervised than Snow White was. Oh, ex- absolutely. Except that she does, I guess she must prick her fing- finger on the spinning wheel somehow because she does fall asleep because she is sleeping beauty so at some point the fairy godmothers have to like let their guard down do the fairy godmothers live in the cabin or does she live in the cabin i think they live with her okay all right well we'll see next week um if you want to talk at us um we are on emails uh, Wolf Disney Podcast at gmail.com and on the World Wide Web. We're on the World Wide Web. Also um, at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're at Disney Pod. Uh, mostly really Facebook and Instagram. It is a good thing that we are doing this podcast during today's time and not during frontier time because we wouldn't have the technology to do this podcast, but also we wouldn't have Twitter. Or email. Or email. Or Gmail. It's a good point, Sarah. You'd be a really good saloon owner, but it's good that we are also when we are now, I think. Except that things are kind of crazy right now. Yeah. I agree. I'm glad I do not live in frontier times. In frontier times, yeah. All right, sources. My sources for this week are Wikipedia, IMDb, and zoo.com for what would your job be on the American frontier? All right. Um, Mine were Wikipedia, IMDb, animalactors.blogspot.com, 
and weatherwaxtraineddogs.com. As my grandpappy, old reliable, used to say, I don't recollect if I've ever told you about old reliable. Is that the end? No, sorry. Um, thank you for listening. Um, and we're sorry that the dog died, um, but it was out of our hands and rabies is real. So don't hang out with bats. Um, and we never talked about friends. Aha. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. It's a really good episode where Phoebe finds out that her mom, um, turned off the movie before, uh, old Yeller died. This has been Wolf Disney. Thanks for listening. Our theme song is Lamb and Wolf by Poddington Bear. See you next week. Thank you.